You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! What up, everybody? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to the new Comic Crusaders Podcast. I'm your host, Al Mega. Today, we got an awesome lineup of guests that are pioneers in the game. This is a podcast, of course, and I'm talking about pioneers in an audio drama podcast. You know, that's all the craze right now. Well, guess what? These folks been doing it for a minute. They're the pioneers. They're the OGs. Much respect to them. Their show is called Restless Shores. Oh, man. And it's definitely spicy, salacious. But guess what? In 15-minute increments at a time, you will definitely love it and enjoy it, man. I mean, they really put their heart and soul into it. So first, let me introduce the young woman that actually helped me put this together today, the one and only Marsha Hilton. Hello. How are you doing, Marsha? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us. Then let me introduce the lead writer over here, the one and only Greg. Man, hold on. Let me get it right. Tulonen? To so it's uh, I'm a name butcher. Sorry, Greg. Greg. <laughs> that's okay. But that's the lead writer right here, folks. You know, the one and only. And then we have a creative consultant as well. The one and only. Well, uh, she goes by Harley Quinn, apparently. So, you know, this is only for us to know. But I'm happy to do the one and only Marla. How do you pronounce your last name? I don't want to even butcher this one. <laughs> Suker, thank you. Suker, there you go. Okay, great. <laughs> and of course, I have the one and only the man that, that's behind the, the directorial status over here, the one and only Tom Hinton. Good How are you doing? Good morning. morning. What's popping, people? I hope you guys had your coffee, man, because we got to get into it. Everybody get get ready, man. Get them pinkies up as you start taking them sips because we're going to get into the story of what Restless Shores is all about, folks. Again, these people are the OGs. So please, somebody step in here. Let me know. Let the folks know here that are my viewers, you know, what is Restless Shores and how far does this really go? Because you were kind of teasing me before, like three seasons. Huh? This goes way further than that. Such teases here. So give me a little history on Restless Shores. Well... It all started when somebody was asking me what I was going to do next, and I told them that I wouldn't. And they kept pressing me, and I said, fine, I'm going to produce a you know, soap opera. And it just never left my head. It just never left my head. And so when I started looking into soap operas, I discovered a whole bunch of stuff about them that in 19, back to 1969, the top rated, there were 19 daytime soap operas on television running. And the top rated one, was drawing 13.6% of the ratings. Oh, wow. When I wrote, you know, when I first started it in 2018, they were down to, let me look at this to make sure I get it right. They were down to four soap operas and 0.69% of the ratings. Mm. So they'd really dropped off. But what also happened in 1969 was Shirley Chisholm, a Democrat or a representative, a Democrat, I believe, in the U.S. House of Representatives gave a speech she called equal rights for women okay and women started moving into the workplace at that time in larger numbers and so what's happened to soap operas isn't because the you know genre is not interesting anymore nobody's coming to watch them anymore yeah and being a more mobile society like we are i thought it'll translate to a podcast you can't have the visual but you can still have the drama and i started working on that and building a team and the rest is history. We had no clue what we were doing when we started. Really? So how was that journey of you building the team then? 
how was that process? How did you select, you know, and wind up working with, with, with the folks you're working with? Well, that was panic driven and scary. Um, <laughs> uh, I had a really hard time doing it. Finding my first thing was to find writers because I had to find writers. I couldn't have the show. It couldn't have any longevity if you didn't have good writing. Okay. And I read a lot of really bad scripts looking for that. And I was beginning to, you know, despair that I wasn't ever going to be able to get it launched. But has been the rule since the beginning. Serendipity stepped in and somebody told me that you need to contact this guy. He's really good. And so I contacted Greg, and Greg was willing to do it and and wrote a script that was uh, twisty and turny and uh, (laughs) salacious and intriguing (laughs) and, you know, fixed the first couple of scripts that I had written and and fixed them and made them his, you know, put them in his voice. So um, that was amazing. Uh, Finding the actors wasn't as hard as finding writers. Writers are, are a bugaboo for me. Okay. Uh, but luckily, I've, I've, uh, again, serendipity steps in, and okay. I've managed to uh, pull together a team that I think is pretty good. So, oh, um, you know, it's, it's moving forward there. But, yeah, finding actors was easier. Finding a Russian actor was hard. <laughs> so, And uh, also finding somebody who was Hispanic was also difficult because we're in Maine. Okay. We love the cold, but not that cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and probably not for six months out of the year either. <laughs> no, absolutely um, not. But um, finding somebody with a Hispanic accent was very hard. I wanted to have native speakers if I yeah. could, because like you said, make you sound like you're from someplace that you're not, you know, yeah. and, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be as authentic as I could. But, Thank you for that. You know, serendipity, it's every time I was at death's door thinking this is it. You know, something uh, popped up, and, uh, and uh, apparently so, God loves rest assurance too. He keeps stepping in. They wait a minute. No, I need to know what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did have one fan corner me one time and say, "What is going on with that awful bracelet?" You know, early on. So oh, no. you know, and that too was funny. something that. <laughs> you know, and they were wanting to know what was going on with the bracelet. So, Greg, how did you feel, man, when, when she brought this project to you? Were you, you know, were you really in the game of soap operas? Were you a big soap opera fan? A little bit about yourself and then how you took on this project. Sure. So I had done a lot of writing before this. I'd written for uh, short films and some plays and a web series. So when Marsha came to me, um, she had a, a premise and she had a cast of characters, including a Hispanic character. That wasn't my fault, having to cast <laughs> difficulty. That was in Marsha's original vision. And she said, well, see what you can do with this. Uh, so I started writing scripts, and Marsha seemed happy with that. And after that, she gave me quite a lot of rope to hang myself with <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and just said, you know, just take this where you want to take it. And it's been three years with a weekly show. We wow. can't reach out a new show each week. So it's just been a ton of fun uh, just coming up with crazy new situations and just putting our characters through the ringer. And how is the writing approach? Because it is a, an audio drama. Do you approach it the same as you would any other script and just chop it up accordingly? Well, it's a little, you know, audio is a little different. And I've been a fan of old radio shows since I was a kid. But there are things you have to think about when you're writing for audio. Like you can't have somebody pull a gun, for example. In a movie or a TV show, someone pulls out a gun. Someone you does see, that yeah. on a radio show. Nobody has any idea what's going on. You have to make sure the audience can visualize everything that's happening. 
and not doing it in such a way that it's awkward, like saying, hey, why do you have a gun pointed at me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's a gun. <laughs> exactly right. So that's a challenge, but one that um, the actors are certainly more than up to telling that story only through using the ears. Oh, gotcha. And Tom, how about yourself? You know, you know, being the director of this, is this something you've also had experience with in the past audio dramas on, on this level? How do you tackle this? Well, Greg makes it pretty easy, and much of the script. My mind is off, so you hear it. Yep, I will. So Greg makes it pretty easy in that the scripts are written in such a way that he indicates to me what he's looking for for sounds or what he's expecting, or the, the character needs to pause here before they say this line, or they need to be anxious or sarcasm or, or things like that. I think one of the big challenges for me is finding all the sound effects he puts in. Okay. But um, there are resources available, and if not, I've got a portable microphone and a laptop. I can go out and record what needs to be recorded. We do pretty well, and, and the actors are, none of them are totally inexperienced. Well, that's not true. There are a few that are totally inexperienced. But some of the actors have some uh, pretty good chops. They've got some credentials that uh, obviously show through in, in the uh, recording. But then again, there's three or four of them that uh, need a little coaching as we go along. And and that's the advantage with, with audio. I don't have to do sets. I don't have to do backgrounds. I don't have to do 300 retakes in order to get exactly what the, what the writer has envisioned. I can give them a nudge and tell them, this is what I'm looking for here. This is what I want you to sound like. Have them read the line again. We don't, we don't memorize any of the lines. Everything is, we have a uh, tablets, Kindle readers that okay. everybody works from. And everybody can see everybody else's lines. Everybody knows what the writer has intended, or at least what he's given me. Okay. And, uh, and we can go through it. And if it's not right, guess what? Pause, record again, and, and off we go. Paste it together. So, and that's one of the advantages. I don't, I don't have... We do an episode at least one a week, sometimes two a week, in recording. And we can turn out those two in two hours. Okay. They're 15 minutes each. We get the actors in front of the microphones. We try as best we can with the restrictions of COVID to get everybody in one room at once so that at least for that scene, everybody is playing off of each other. They can hear the comments. They can they can go forward. But it's really not extremely difficult, but it is sometimes kind of trying. Uh, COVID restrictions have have made it very difficult. As we I, have here, we've got everybody on different cameras and different microphones. I can't do that very well. Okay. If I have to do it, then I have to paste everything together. And so my 15-minute episode takes me four and a half, five hours to, oh, to God. catch up. Oh, God. Quite the yeah. challenge sometimes. Editing is not fun, let me tell you. And over here, Marla, the superstar, yo, I mean, she, she's attended a daytime Emmy Awards several times and whatnot. I mean, ooh, what's going on here? So talk a bit about yourself and your part in the awesomeness that is Wrestler Shores. I'm the newest part of, of the team here, and I, I have to 
hands off to to Greg and his associate Drew who've been doing insanely creative exciting work they I mean it, it's amazing what they've been doing and it, you know the stories are so fun to listen to which is what drew me to the to this project because it's just it's everything that you imagine a soap opera to be but it's such in a, a such a more intimate form you're listening to it you know in your ears and you're just totally getting involved in the the storylines and the twists and turns and and I'm always excited to read and to listen to what's coming up next because it's it's just you know I, like I don't know how how you get you do it so hats off to you Greg it's it's amazing so I'm I'm coming into really huge, big shoes to to step into and I'm grateful to Marcia and Tom and I'm really excited I'm as as I I'm a screenwriter right by uh by trade and I've been doing that and I started my career off in the daytime industry working okay. as an entertainment journalist and I love soaps and I love the the rise and fall on the, in the, you know, everything about that, that genre. And like Marcia said, I, you know, I don't think it's, it's a, a dying genre to, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's not far it's, from it's to be reinvented. And I think, you know, Marcia and Tom in, in the great history of tradition of soaps, which were originally produced by families, you know, the, the, the Bell families did Young and the Rest was involved in the Beautiful and um, Days of Our Lives is also a family affair. And it's just, it's really, it's, it's in the DNA that soaps revolve around great strong families and i'm just so pleased to be here so thank you you're so right there because let me tell you my, my mother-in-law is a big fan of soap operas right but you know on the visual scale but she does not watch american soap operas she watched you know middle eastern soap operas <laughs> japanese soap operas i mean that's like the ones over here are a little boring like these are like intense i was like <laughs> So, yeah, so, you know, what about, what really led, uh, okay, so were you guys fan of old school serials, right? Greg said you were a fan of old school serial? That's right, yes. So what about you guys? Did you also kind of do that? Because I know, you know, being a weekly podcast, you do leave off on cliffhangers and all that kind of yeah. goodness. So were you a fan of the old serials? Does any of those old serials inspire what you do now? Well, I uh, would run home from school to watch Dark Shadows. Mm. And then, of course, uh, General Hospital. I was I was watching in my youth the Luke and Laura days of General Hospital. And and I had to see it. You know, I had to watch it. It was addictive. Needed to follow that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I thought melodramas have been popular since, you know, since the 1800s. You see, you know, melodramas going on with these, you know, little books that, that were written during that time that, that were just filled with peril and, and plot twists and things like that. And it's just a cool genre. And it's a uniquely American genre, too, which is interesting. It's something that is unique to this country. You know, and other countries have picked up on it because it's, you know, of it's course. Like, but, As you know, the Latino community picked up, como va a ser mi amor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You know, I mean, novellas are big. My my mom grew up again. Me growing up, my mom was watching novellas. My uncles, my you know, that 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 was their thing. Of course, in the in the Spanish language, all that big drama in that height of the '80s for sure. I mean, everybody was all about it for sure. It was insane that fandom. I mean, I remember seeing soap opera digest on every bookshelf uh, uh, in the supermarket and whatnot. Does that still even exist? Yes, it does. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time. <laughs> Awesome. So, and there are also several several podcasts that are along the soap opera digest uh, format of uh, oh, really? talking about what's going on on this soap opera or that soap opera or this actor and that actor. Have you guys shown up on any of those types? 
I mean, you guys are OGs. Yeah. No, no respect to the OGs. You keep, keep trying, trying, but it's coming, girl. It's coming, team. No well, worries about you know, that. I think what the problem may be is soap operas are declining, you know, and not because of the genre, but because of the circumstances. But you got this upstart podcast coming along saying, hey, we need to play with the big boys. And I think there's some resistance to that. I really think that they're like, who are these guys and do we need to worry about them? You know, so I think there's a little bit of resistance <laughs> there. But we've got some really good local press from the newspapers awesome. and, and uh, some television and stuff like that. So, you know, we've had really good reception in other places. But when I try to reach out to, you know, the the uh, soap opera magazines out there or e-zines, they, I, they ghost me. You know, I hear crickets. Uh, they usually don't understand the podcast. We'll wait till some big celebrity crosses over and has a couple of hit soap operas. All of a sudden, hey, this is the craze. But you, then you could tell people, listen, we started this, all right? Boom, we're the OGs. So in this three-season journey that you guys have had thus far, what has been your most favorite moment of Wrestler's Shores? The most shocking, the best, the one that maybe put you to tears, or the one that made you, you know, jump with joy? Well... We've talked a lot about our actors, and rightly so, because they're, they're the ones who carry the day at the end of the day. And one of the advantages of an audio soap is we can have actors who double up or triple up or quadruple up and take on various roles. Mm. Our, our actors are so talented, they can change their voices in, in such ways that you'd never know that you are hearing the same person playing different roles. And we have one actor who is not in our main cast, Josh, who has come back again and again and again. And my favorite thing to do with Josh is to kill him. So, <laughs> really? <laughs> so I've stabbed Josh and I've blown him up and I've shot him and I blew him up again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps coming back as a different Oh, sure. Voice. He's a glutton for punishment. Awesome. Oh, man. Is it a reincarnated version of the previous character? No, it's, it's totally different characters oh, every time. Too funny. Oh, he's, so he's basically your Kenny. That's right. Yeah, I'm Kenny, but it's different characters and different voices. <laughs> I mean, he's he's pulling off these different voices that is just ranging everything to from a thick, I guess, New York, Boston accent, something like that, to uh, European. Oh, really? And he's quite the talent. You guys must have a lot of fun with voice acting team at times. I can't imagine the, the, you know, the behind the scenes footage. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of laughter when the guys are all in the room together. Of course, with COVID, we had to stop that and wow. it didn't happen. But I remember Tom saying one time that our living room floor creaks with the weight of the talent on Tuesday nights. Yeah. You know, because there's some very talented people that are in my living room. See, but so, but you guys were able to, you know, transition during COVID, doing continuing the process, right? It, it, it wasn't an easy navigation to steer that way and put it together, or was it another it, learning curve? It was a close call, is what it was. Okay. Um, I was working and paying for, you know, paying the casting crew with my wages from the job that I had. Because um, I believe so much in the show that I felt like it needed to, you know, and I felt like my staff needed to be paid. Cheers. Wow. And when COVID hit, I needed to quit my job because my mother lives with us and I was worried about bringing COVID home to her. So yeah. I quit my job and told the cast and crew we're done. Wow. You know, I told Greg, write me an ending. We're Which done. Yeah. You did. too. He did. He wrote me a really good ending. I really liked it. But it broke my heart to tell everybody, we're done. We're just done. I can't do this anymore. I can't pay you. And I'm not going to take advantage of your talent. 
Yeah. Uh, you guys, you know, I'm just not. And they rebelled. The uh, cast Aww. ganged up on me and told me that they'd work for free, including Aww. Greg, who, you know, was really pounding the bricks. And they would work for free to keep the show going. So they're all volunteers now. And I'm working, wow. working hard. And Marla's helping me trying to get another funding source so that I can pay these guys. So it almost ended there. And uh, we were looking at having to hire more writers, and I just wasn't having any luck with that. And I thought we were going to have to end the show again. But like I said, serendipity stepped in. And Hey, uh, get that Patreon going. You know, put the seasons one and two as Patreon <laughs> exclusives. Only release episodes one and one of each season to the public for a taste. You know, and then release season three. Once season three is done, complete, then it goes back to just Patreon exclusives. But people that pay, bop, bop. There you go. That's a, that's that's a resource avenue for you guys right there. Come on now. <laughs> I'm a fast We're working thinker. it. We're working it. I'm a fast thinker over here because I definitely yeah. wouldn't want to see what you guys have worked so hard on go anywhere. You guys are pioneers in this. Again, coming from the comic book side, you know what interested me was that that you have this audio drama. When I see comic book. The company's doing that. There's a Wolverine audio drama going on. You got this whole Wolverine story that's chopped up into like six episodes and whatnot. You know, you get a Thor story. You get so many different things along that very same vein that you're doing. So kudos on you for actually even, you know, being ahead of the game there. So got to find these avenues, folks. So what, what social platforms are you on right now? We're not on a lot of them because, you know, I had one person I talked to about helping me with marketing and saying that I didn't understand social media because I'm a baby boomer. And that was kind of insulting. That's and, it. you know, I was just like, you know, okay, but so help me understand it. And she just really wasn't helping me understand it. She was just saying, you're just not going to get this. Ew. And, and dare they? I, well, you know, she was very young. <laughs> <laughs> very young. No, one but, day um, she'll be in those shoes. I hope. Well, it's going to happen. Karma's a bee. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're working. <laughs> Mar- Marla's helping me to understand that and work on Beautiful. the social media piece. And, and Good on you, more. Marla. Yeah. You know, so. book also, so you can check us out over there and like the page and. You got to get your Twitters, your Instagrams, your, 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 your merch, your YouTube, you know, get up, you know, do those TikTok, do a little snippets on TikTok and of the cast recording and tease people new episode dropping. I mean, so much you guys could do. Because, again, you guys deserve it. I mean, come on, three years doing this? Again, and, and Tom, I hear you're a trivia quiz. Is that true? And also, thank you for your service. I understand you've had a, a Navy career, so thank you for what you've done, and you're a mute. <laughs> what is it? Where do you get that trick of memorization from? Do you, is there any maybe healthy habits that, that you're into, or is just something natural? I, I got to understand here, because I, I hear you're a whiz, a memory buff. I don't know that there's any particular trick to it, but... For whatever reason, little pieces stick, and I can't get rid of them. It's a hard drive that you never delete anything off of. Oh, gotcha. Somewhere it's cataloged in there, and I, for whatever reason, I'm able to pull it back up and put it out there. For for instance, Greg Greg was talking about uh, the radio serials, things that he listened to, and what popped into my head was uh, Drummond, Detective Drummond. These was types. an old radio serial that I used to listen to, and I'm going, goodness, Greg, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you think about stuff like the heck, yeah, because my dad was telling me that when he was a kid, he used to go to the movie theater and watch the Shazam serials, and then the Republic serials. So I found it for him uh, one day and showed him. This dude was like, oh, my God. 
He just that was the first time he did not fall asleep watching something. It was, and I was kind of you know weirded out because he was always making fun of me for liking my geekdom, and here he is geeking out over his own old stuff. I'm like, you hypocrite in my mind, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And Greg, I see you're kind of a geek yourself, man. You, you know what? What's this? You know, just before the war with the robots, short films like on Country Road. What's this? Now fixing web comic actual conversations. You're finagling comics, don't you? What's popping there? Yeah, <laughs> um, I've written for a few comics. I have an online web comic called Actual Conversations with My Sons, which is exactly as it sounds. It really? Is actual <laughs> conversations with my kids that were illustrated by an illustrator in California into comic strip format. So that was a lot of fun. It, it ran for like a few years and it preserved conversations I had with my kids from the time they were about two to the time they were about 13. Oh, after wow. That, after that, I gave them their privacy and said, okay, we, we, can, keep it, we can keep it to ourselves. Got so um, that last place reads closed door, no parents allowed. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and I also write a um, a vampire comic book called Night is Falling. And that's Ooh, an ongoing cool. comic book. And it takes really? place in Maine in 1977, a group of kids who discover that a vampire has come into their town. The summer that Elvis Presley died, which becomes important to the story. Oh, interesting. Oh, cool twist. We got to have the other one on the comic book shows and, you know, and chat about that because we definitely support all types of independent production here on Comic Crusaders. This is what we do. For sure. sure. And, and Mara, I got to ask you, know, how is it a hangout at those daytime awards? And what was the biggest highlight that you've had? You know, what was like the, the biggest, you know, maybe star moment that just left you floored if, if, if you've had any? That's, that's a great question. I, I really enjoyed meeting the, you know, the actors and, you know, they're just real people when, when you get to meet them in person and, uh, and the writers, you know, I, I'm a writer, so please intrigued by writers because I think they're really interesting creative people and they're you know they they have all these these worlds going on in their heads that they don't they don't exactly I know for myself I don't exactly live in the same world that the rest of people the rest of the world lives in. <laughs> and, you know I'm already starting to think about I live in in the the town that uh, Restless Shores takes place is called Gamut Point and you know that's where my head is I'm thinking about living there and, and what it's like and you know where I hang out and so it's really cool to to be part of something so exciting that it becomes part of people's lives. And, and like you were saying before, Al, you know, fans love their soaps, you know, whether it's like, um, you know, American soaps, they are the most devoted, loyal, rabid, you know, audience base that there is. They are, you know, they're just awesome people. And it's such an honor to work in a genre where the audience that listens to what you're, you're creating is so vested in it and really cares. And if you do the wrong, make a misstep or you take their favorite character in the direction they don't like, or create a couple they don't like, they, they tell you, you know, and it's it's really rewarding to, to oh yeah that kind of a you know just like in comic books and graphic novels people are rabid about that stuff they yes. they know the storylines and they know if someone is gonna is acting out of character and what their superpowers might be and what they you know where they've lived and who you know who they've been and it's yep. kind of a a heady thing to take on you know and again I applaud applaud Greg because it's you know to create this world and make it so realistic and then have people vest their time into it is is really it's an amazing, amazing honor. So it's, it's fun. So I, you know, in some ways meeting real celebrities kind of powers in comparison to like creating these alternate worlds that these, these characters live and breathe in. So it's, they're both kind of exciting, but I, I prefer to awesome. be the, the writing end. <laughs> 
Uh, gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, that's amazing. And and again, I like how you pointed out with the comics and all. At the end of the day, comics is just that. It's a soap opera. <laughs> you know, it's, it is an adventure. Yeah, we saw it as an adventure. It looks cool. But folks, we're getting so invested in stories that people get angered about. It's a soap opera at the end of the day. It really is. The soap opera of Superman, of Batman, you know, all that. Those are all soaps. Folks, so you see, folks, you've always been undercover soap opera fans. Y'all guys didn't even know. <laughs> I love it. So what else do we have look t- to look forward to for Restless Shores? Well, Drew, who is my co-writer, and I, we are planning our exit. After three years, it's time for me to Aww. hand over the reins. Um, so what we are doing is we are writing the shows for the rest of the year. So there's plenty of room for people to play with that Marla can uh, pick up the reins and uh, and uh, take it where she wants to go. So Drew and I are right in the middle of a marathon writing session right now, taking the, the show to episode 150, uh, wow. which will take us to the first week of... 2022. And after that, it'll be up to you guys. (laughs) So I have been teasing the cast a little bit on Facebook, little snippets like I'm working on episode 143 right now. And it's, it's not good news for you, Uriah. (laughs) Things are really bad. (laughs) Like, no, don't kill me. Excellent. I mean, that's amazing. I can't wait to see what, what else happens here. I mean, good luck on what you do afterwards, Greg. I mean, are we still staying in the soap world or more in the writing world, more comics, animation, yeah, I, a movie? Uh, what are we getting? <laughs> is Falling is still, it's still ongoing. I have a short film called Derek and Boyd, which is premiering next month in Massachusetts and then awesome. some festivals after that. Yes, I just had a play that was produced last night over Zoom. So I've always got something going on. Busy, 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 man. Jeez. What about you, Marla? What you going to be getting into? Uh, well, I'm really going to be devoting, uh, you know, a good amount of time to working on the next season and, and working with, I have, we have a, a team, as Greg said, him and Drew are, are exiting and we're entering the building. Um, okay. I have three really talented writers that are coming, uh, aboard the, the ship, the Restless Shores ship. And we just, we're just kind of right now planning out the, the, that fourth season and we're really excited to take it to some, some new crazy heights and uh, it's going to be great. So. Yay, yay. And, and, <laughs> so I can't wait. Yeah, because folks, this is OG. Definitely check it out. Show the love. I've been showing off the website. I mean, this is where you could definitely check out what they're all about. And now, if we wanted to follow you socially, where can we do that? We have a Facebook page, and I'm starting to do Twitter. Okay. And I'm on LinkedIn. So the best place socially to contact us right now, though, is Facebook. Okay, there you go. Contact us through the website and listen to us wherever, you know, your favorite podcast host is. is yeah. So where, where are we at for podcasts? You know, so it, is it on app? It's on Apple and everywhere? everywhere. Beautiful. Everywhere. And what's the frequency? Let people know when when the new ones drop and where can they get that catalog? They drop on Thursday nights. At Thursday midnight. nights at midnight. Ooh, keep yeah. us up late. <laughs> and, you know, they're only 15 minutes. So you can listen to them on your commute home. You can, you know, listen to them while you're quieting that baby at three o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> but they are know. really addicting. So give yourself some time because if you haven't yeah. listened to them before, you're going to want to find a lot of people. In fact, there was, I forget where it was, but somebody was binging. We can tell when somebody binges because we had 111 downloads last week <laughs> from one town. 
And, you know, I'm like, yeah, somebody found us. <laughs> yeah, a, a new fan. Oh, and, and another thing, do you guys do any, you know, like on-site stuff, any conventions, any places where they could even meet you guys? Not yet. We okay. haven't we haven't stepped into those waters yet. I'm, you know, it's it's been quite a ride for us, and it's been a learning experience. One of the things that I've learned, you know, lessons learned, I've learned a lot of them because when we started this, we had no clue. Okay. None. But I learned that you need more than one writer if you're going to run a series that's going to go a long time. I think we nearly killed Greg, um, <laughs> you know, and and uh, we really need a writing team for that. And if somebody's going to pursue doing a podcast theater like we have, you need to factor in a writing team because one guy, you know, even though he's brilliant, isn't going to be able to carry it for the life of the show. I had no idea that we were going to last, you know, three seasons and here Marla's, you know, drafting out the fourth season for wow. us. God I bless, man. Gonna go. And it's addictive. So the other thing is, is I'm considering starting up another drama. Um, oh, another one. Yeah. Is it going to be a spinoff from a character or something completely no, different? No, it's actually something completely different. Oh. You know, when I talked earlier about, yeah, and you're the first guy I've told this to. Yeah, scoop, so, scoop. Um, <laughs> so soap operas are very, very American and occupy one side of the scale. On the other side of the scale is the other very American literary form and the hard-boiled noir detective. Oh. And so I'm standing up one called Seamus. And what I'm going to do with that is I'm going back into, do you know what the Gutenberg Project is? Oh, no, but if I ask one of my homies from Comic Crusade, his name is Chris Buse. He is a noir fanatic. He's from Germany. Noir fanatic. Well, and he's writing a book himself. (laughs) uh, Contact me, but I pulled one down off or pulled several down off of that project and um, they're copyright free. And I'm taking them and updating it for really the series. But I'm also going to put links to the original book and information about the original author on the website so that people can actually go read that so that we don't lose that genre. Oh, nice. Um, We shouldn't. It's a great genre. Great genre. I mean, in comics, it's definitely something that's picked up because people get tired. Now that we're getting tired of superheroes, but the our yeah, stuff yeah. does so much more different things. And again, we have original noir characters, Shadow, you know what I mean? Yeah, Bad well, Batman. Time, all that good stuff. Batman is originally noir, yeah. So, People yeah. don't understand. He had a gun. He was shooting dudes. He, he was the killer at one point. Yeah, Detective. and it's, <laughs> it's, I'm calling it Seamus. Mm. And the P.I. is actually named Hunter James. And it's spelled differently, but James in Scottish is Seamus. Okay. So, you know, I kind of made that connection there, but it's, you know, it's noir detective. And I'm trying to stay as true to the form as I can. And I'm using these great old noir detective writers from the 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. And hopefully I can highlight their work, you know as well. And kudos, kudos. But I'm looking to launch that in January. I've started casting for it now and we'll probably go into production in September. But you're the first person I've told that to. Oh, nice. So what if somebody... That's great. So here we go. Thank you again for giving us that scoop and, and good luck on that. So, you know, with that then, since so you say you're going to start that casting, if people wanted to get involved, you know, when should they look out for casting if you're looking to record in September? Yeah, they can, con- they can go on the website and contact me. I also have a, a little website set up for Seamus. Okay. It's hardboiled underscore. Let, let's see. What is it? I have to look to see what it is. Hold on just a moment. No, I don't remember what it is. But <laughs> it's, you know, there's the, that website is set up. And um, I think it's hardboiled Seamus. 
Okay. Heartworld underscore Seamus. But they can go on the Restless Shores website and contact me, or they can contact me at rs at newmeadowsmedia.com and uh, tell me they're interested in Seamus. And the, we can awesome. go forward with that. You know, it's, it, and if somebody has a book that they've written that they'd like to have translated into a script for this character, they can certainly contact me with that information. Ooh. Ooh, look at that. Uh, come on, Andy, Andy Forrest, listen in right here. All right, good stuff by, by a great group of creative people. Guys, just want to thank you so much for hanging out with me today for a bit, letting our fans know what Rest of Shows is all about, the journey, and great advice about definitely please more than one writer. Poor Greg. Look at that. That's how his beard turned white, apparently. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> young man when this started <laughs> Tom thank you one day we should have you on and challenge you to trivia pursuit and see how great that uh, uh, trivia mind of yours is no <laughs> she said no no it's don't terrible. do that he's awful to play with <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Marla thank you again for taking some time out yo good luck on you know taking over those reins man I can't wait to see how, how you now you know form this wonderful universe that is wrestling shores Thank you, know, you for so, having us on. Yeah. No, no, this was fun, man. You guys rock. And I, I learned a little bit about here. But again, you know, we, we all love our soap operas, apparently. Comics, TV, podcasts, all we do. But these are the OGs on the, on the soap opera front, folks. All right? that, that's the realness. Again, thank you for tuning in. Once again, please, please take a look at their website restless-shores.com contact them if you're interested in participating in that the new one Seamus web a noir audio drama dude that's, it sounds really interesting I can't wait actually uh, my mind is now going nuts over here I'm frazzled <laughs> by it I'm like oh wait a minute there's so much potential there can't wait you are a pioneer Marsha thank, thank you. you you truly are thank you for your time Greg Tom Marla have a blast bless up Continue success. Forward entrepreneurs, always. And folks, thanks for tuning in. You know what to do. Hasta la próxima. Talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 